Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Ivan Rab, Austin Day, Joey Devine, Cherokee Parks, Jake Sakalitis. Sean Keen, Juanzo Martin, Blue Edwards, Patreons, WTTYWT, Brian Phillips, thank you, Brian, Chris Crittenden, thank you, Chris, special guest, Keith Parrish. Musical guest, Ornette Coleman! And now, the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary <laughs> host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back with the second episode this week. I should explain why there's two episodes this week. It's because I am bad at producing and literally just forgot to hit publish on Thursday night and did not catch it till Tuesday. I'm here, as always, with our good friend, America's Uncle Dad, America's Uncle Fiance, uh, uh, headlining It's Your Move Games in Berkeley shortly. <laughs> Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Speaking of America's Uncle Dad, I now have a niece as well as two nephews living up to the name. Thank you to my sisters for just getting in there and Nope, hate it. Hate this hate this joke. Uh, hate this joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're uh, also here with our good friend, America's dad dad. America's Grizzly Stats dad. 
Uh, he loves stats. He loves his children. From the Fast Break Breakfast podcast, from at Fast Break Breakfast on X.com, from the Memphis Grits and Grinds Grizzlies podcast, and YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. See those shorts. We have Keith Parrish. Keith, how are you? Hey, guys, I'm good. I like America's dad, dad. That's what I am. I am yeah. very into dadding. If that uh, like old version of the movie Midway comes on, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is great. I want to watch this more. <laughs> it's so good. Um, So, Keith, mm-hmm. well, we had you on a couple of weeks ago and you talked about how the Grizzlies were going to be OK. Uh, do you still <laughs> okay. feel that way? <laughs> they are not okay. There's nothing okay about them. They're terrible. They've all what they're like. They're one in five against the Wizards, Jazz, and Trailblazers. <laughs> like they're terrible. They've gotten humiliated multiple times. They are not okay at all. <laughs> They've so, been starting Jacob Gilliard. He's our who... best player. <laughs> he's so much better than all the regular guys on like guaranteed contracts. Like Desmond Bain, it's like it's actually a little bit like the Warriors, where Steph Curry's been amazing, <laughs> and you're still like 500 or something. Desmond oh, yeah. Bain's been amazing, and we're the worst team in the NBA. Yeah, the Warriors. I think they're second best player right now is uh brandon pajemski <laughs> i think that's probably right yeah <laughs> they the, the grizzlies traded two first round picks and tyus jones for marcus smart and in game eight they were like jacob gilliard's better you know, we, yeah. like, we, we, we like our, our team doesn't work when marcus smart commits six assists and five turnovers per game like that's not i liked it when tyus was committing six uh, assists and zero turnovers a game we're yeah. having trouble making up for those extra five turnovers every game. <laughs> and they're like, what are this two-way guy who's five foot eight? Yeah. His Jacob Gilliard's career high in field goals in a game a week ago was one. I remember like two years like, we need ago. To start this guy. <laughs> I want to say the Warriors had him in camp two years ago, and I was really excited. I thought he could really make some noise in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Uh he was a really exciting college player, but he's very small. Varies. Um, he makes he looks small at summer league. He makes, there's a lot of pretty small. Yeah, league. he makes John Morant and Derrick Rose look gigantic. Mm-hmm. Like they look like Sean Livingston compared. Yeah, he's he's super short. He's a, he's actually been drilling three pointers. I want to say I think. All right, I think Jacob Gilliard might be twelfth in the NBA in three point percentage, and the Grizzlies are still in last place. It's it's wild. They're horrible. Because, what's crazy is I mean we've. I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but maybe two years ago, the Grizzlies had just so much draft capital. They had yeah. all these extra first round picks mm-hmm. and it, it just seems like every, every move they've made, like, like they are usually you say, Oh, they're contending. They should use those draft picks and like consolidate the players. And it just, it hasn't paid off at all. Like they've all been rough. No, it, basically, it all they all disappeared. They became ashes in our mouths. The, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like one of them, one of them particularly vanished because it was a future Lakers pick, mm-hmm. and then the Lakers were so bad 
it was a top 10 protected <laughs> Lakers pick. Yeah. And so everyone's like, oh, yeah, look at the Lakers pick that year. Yeah. That one just disappeared. That one, that one literally <laughs> vanished. It became like a second. It became, I think, Vince Williams Jr. It became like a, uh-huh. the 45th pick. Um, and it became Dyson Daniels for the Pelicans. Like that one, that wasn't our fault. Mm. That one yeah, yeah. totally evaporated. The other ones, they traded an extra one for Jake LaRavia. So they, they use their own pick, traded an extra one to trade up and get Jake LaRavia. They have five healthy players on their team, and they've assigned LaRavia to the hustle. Like they're like, we we don't have anybody. Hey, Jake, yeah, you're going you're going to South Haven. You're I mean, a, we don't didn't, need you. Didn't pre-draft didn't weren't both of us really hoping our team hoping that our teams didn't get him. You guys, say. I was fine with it. I like he he made based on my very cursory reading little capsules of draft prospects. Mm-hmm. He made perfect sense for any team in the twenties to draft. Yeah. And then the Grizzlies, they traded up to 19 and took him. So, I mean, I don't know if it was a bad pick or anything, but it, it hasn't worked out yet. Well, so, I yeah. heard, I heard from somebody. Yeah. Was it um, me? No, I heard from somebody <laughs> that, uh, uh, with, from the Clippers that uh, Jay Glorabia had the worst interview they've ever seen, and they hated him. Yeah, that was me eavesdropping. I know. Yeah, yeah. I was trying <laughs> I to also, let you off. The I don't know. We don't have. We don't have to hide it. I don't think Jerry West was saying these things loudly in a public forum. <laughs> it, it, was, it was in public. It's not. I, guess, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe Jerry will. Well, if I don't know if Jerry West is going to agree to do a sit-down interview with me now. Yeah. No, it was just at, it was at summer league, and like Jerry West was loudly saying that he like, hated Laravius' interview. Thought he was the cockiest guy he ever spoke to. Just like screaming this inside the cock pavilion, Cox pavilion. So. And then he demanded gum from a lackey, right? Oh, he did do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> gum, and then he clapped. Oh, I, found, great. I found his headshot extremely uninspiring. I know that Laravia or Jerry West. Uh, Laravia, but uh, I mean Jerry West has kind of looked the same for about thirty years, so I don't, I don't have any context. Like, yeah, yeah, Laravia. He's not. He's not good yet. Um, we he's do call him yet. Faith. But we call him Faithful Ravia, though. That's his nickname. A little deeper cut. He speaks at every Faith and Family Night. Oh, the Grizzlies cool. have so uh, faithful Ravia. Um, we still believe in you. Uh, yeah. And so that was an extra pick. And then they use the extra pick on Marcus Smart. They used the Warriors to the famous Warriors 2024 uh, top four protected pick. started the Andre Iguodala feud. Yep. Yep. It helped. drove him out of the league. The it, I mean, it literally bought the Warriors a title. So it was worth it. And then it the Grizzlies got it for taking on Iguodala. Um, which they then flipped into Justice Winslow. That was also a bad deal. Um, And uh, yeah, we don't have any more future picks and we're putrid. And I don't know what you do with that, uh, all that information. But don't worry, John Morant, he'll be back in 14 uh, 14 days, 14 games, excuse me. 14 games, okay. Maybe um, five and 20 at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Adam Silver. (laughs) Um, Let's go to the news real quick. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Keith, we made you talk about the team you love, and now we're going to make you talk about a guy you hate. Um, Draymond Green, suspended for five games for uh, trying to murder Rudy Gobert on the court. 
Is that's what yeah. happened essentially, right? And then he <laughs> got murdered in the post-game press conference. Yeah. It was like a double blow because uh he wasn't going to be talking to the media after that. And I think Rudy Gobert knew it. And uh really like, you know, Rudy Gobert's shooting percentage is usually really high. Uh his shots fired percentage was also extremely high in the post-game conference. If you didn't see it, uh there was a very strange fight it was mm-hmm. uh i mean fight fight like um between clay thompson and Jaden mcdaniels where they were essentially just trying to whip each other around by their jerseys mm-hmm. um clay's clay's jersey uh tore i don't know if the quality of the jerseys in the NBA. what it looked like as uh a game the real world road rules challenge would have had where yeah. it's like these two steroid men have to grab a ball or something. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah, and it's like you you really got to get physical on this one if yeah. you're going to be on the majority. And you're like really trying to send CT home. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. So that that happens, and um, Rudy Gobert comes in and tries to separate them. He does have an arm. On Clay uh, Thompson. On Clay Thompson's neck. But when you say, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. when you, you can freeze frame it and look like that, uh, I do believe, I do believe that uh, when Draymond Green jumped in, he was defending Clay Thompson. But that doesn't explain the uh, following nine seconds of chokehold where he is also. Uh, walking backwards 50 feet. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, with, a, with Rudy Gobert in a chokehold. Mm hmm. It looked almost as if he was, uh, he had a gun to Rudy's head and he was trying to back his way out of the arena. Um, it uh, was shocking. Like it was a shocking play. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a funny play. I mean, it was zero, zero in the basketball uh-huh. game. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, it, it did seem, it seemed like a bit of a, like, uh, a viral video street fight to start where it's just people ripping each other's, each other's clothes. It was clay. JD McDonald's going at it, but yeah, the, the Draymond reaction I thought was, was just, it was bizarre. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was, I mean, the league said it and I don't take the league press releases at face value. I'm always like, why did you choose that word? That's a bit ridiculous. Right. But like they, they called it a dangerous play. It seemed like a dangerous play. There's no angle where it looks like Draymond is just kind of trying to pacify him. It's no. like his arm muscles are bulging. You can see the veins in his body. He's like tense. He's really like grabbing Gobert badly uh, or, you know, around the neck and pulling him. Mm-hmm. It was like a, I mean, I was wondering like what, what would the punishment have been if it hadn't been go bear? Like if, if, uh, if Draymond does that to like an assistant coach, who's trying to break up a fight. I mean, wouldn't it be like 30 or 40 games? I see. I well, think the, the thing is that the thing is that Gobert wasn't actually hurt. Yeah. Well, so I honestly surprised Gobert hasn't shown up with the neck brace. With like the the, right. the Bill Murray wild yeah, things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Now I'm surprised, uh, like, because like it's good. Gobert wasn't hurt, and maybe it was a bit of like pro wrestling, where like uh, Gobert was walking backwards with him and it didn't look as bad. But like it was, I don't know. It was strange. It was surreal. And like you said, the nine seconds it lasted forever. Yeah, like yeah. he just kept like it wasn't slow motion that it was lasting forever. He no. just kept pulling him back and well, like kept walking him backwards. And it was it was a weird like if if Draymond had done that to like Austin Reeves, 
Like, is it still five games? I feel like he got off light, sort of, because it's Gobert who's bigger than Draymond. I feel like the fact that he was bigger and uh, goofy, the fact that people laugh at Gobert constantly. The height disparity also just made it look like, you know, if Draymond had been Draymond's height is like, Oh, they just, no, I mean, well, well they would have suspended that under the rug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there was a That's ring legal. ceremony, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, he'd be celebrated. Um, I mean, it's definitely like five games is about as much as anyone's gotten for a fight. Like, Brandon Ingram got four games for a fight that he started and then threw like three punches in. Mm-hmm. And but so also, Draymond, I think, got a this game. Is- what, this what is that? repeat. This is repeat yeah, of yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's why that's why yeah. he got five and not three. I think. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think he got five actually because it was Gobert. Um, because the two of them have a history of yeah. uh stuff and it feels premeditated. I think if it's yes. you know Anthony <laughs> Edwards, it would have been three. <laughs> I think I think Draymond's getting five. Like you can't I mean, he he got kicked out of a game for taking a cheap shot at somebody uh, three days earlier. Yeah. Like, and he got kicked out of a play. Like, he's been ejected from playoff games the last two seasons as well. It's yeah. Like, we, we, when you roll together what last season, what is that like? He's been ejected how many of the last like 12 games or 15 games? I don't know whatever it is. Going back to the Kings game. But like yeah. also the premeditated aspect of it is like everyone's now diving into this and that and that Gobert talked about saying like Draymond premeditates getting kicked out of games where Steph doesn't play. That and is true. Is, That's yeah, true. And Sean I don't and I again, talk about that a lot. I don't know about uh, the NBA's new uh PPP mandates or player mm-hmm. participation policies or whatever. Like yeah. if Draymond's Purposely getting thrown out. That's another notch in the ledger, which Should seems like he got to come down hard. Well, and he did it. He dishonored the end season tournament. That's the he other did, thing. It's like he made a mockery of our end season. He made tournament. a mockery of it. A scoreless game with leadership of group C West group C on the line. <laughs> he just, and the thing is, I just think a lot of NBA punishments are based on embarrassing the league. And this was, Wildly embarrassing to the league. It's in the end season tournament. He made a big deal about how unfair his ejection was. Uh, he embarrassed himself in front of Anthony Edwards. And, you know, and I don't, I really, really don't think it helps Draymond's case that when he gets ejected, he runs circles around the court, like clapping and, and egging he, and he on does the that. crowd. And he's, it's he, like, he's, he's done that for years. Mm-hmm. It's gotten like especially it's worse. It's gotten a lot worse. Since like since like Memphis sort of Memphis in the good. playoffs. Yeah. I think was the yeah. time he whooped that trick one. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no I mean break. when he got kicked yeah. out of the game and he was like a wrestler. I mean, whoop yeah. that trick. They yeah. were just getting beat. But yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but that was the same one. Was he was doing whoop that trick as that was the last oh, day yeah. I was yeah. happy. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they, beat um, the Warriors by 45 in yeah. the playoffs or something. Yeah, that was great. I woke game. up at uh, I that was it, that was a it was I think 3 a.m. in Qatar when we walked up woke up to watch that game mm-hmm. oh, um, on a French language ESPN feed. <laughs> and uh, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, we went back to bed. We decided so, to rest up. <laughs> so the uh, so Draymond has a history of one like being the antagonistic bad guy wrestler, the heel. When he gets ejected, and that seems like I'm surprised that doesn't weigh in too. Maybe it does somehow. I still feel like 
maybe five is the most games they felt like they could get away with without people like getting really upset or something like Warriors fans and like front office. But like, I still like the pattern of behavior and this specific instance where it was like, again, I haven't seen, I mean, like what if Isaiah Stewart had actually punched the brawn that time he was chasing the brawn or whatever, like maybe that would have been bad, but like this was, it was a wild play and with Draymond's behavior. And I feel like all, I don't know if this is the case, like the warriors are, are they getting surlier? As a team, yes. like it's not, it's just not going great. And also this, this brings me to the most important point, which I believe is the Warriors commentary team. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bob Fitzgerald. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. The entire disconnect from reality and like their, their conversation, like, first of all, they were like, cool. Clay is not really one to get into it with other players. It's like people hate clay now. Like maybe yeah. that's just specifically from my, my Grizzlies perspective, but like, Clay's a jerk to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And like, I think he's yeah. getting surly as he sees his powers dissipate somewhat. He like, he can't play defense right. anymore and he's not as good. And so like, I thought that was funny when they're like, well, Clay, it's not like Clay to have someone mad at him. And then, and then on the, on the breakup fight, they were like, Bob Fitzgerald's like, Oh, go bear comes in and grabs Clay from around the neck, which yeah. is not what, which is not what happened. Like you're wild. Yeah. We're watching the video and Bob Fitzgerald is doing a narration of things that aren't occurring. Yeah. And it's like, he just naturally did that. He's the best. Yeah, like, like yeah. he didn't, he didn't I mean, plan doing that. Sean and I have hated him for longer than the Warriors have been good. Uh, yeah. This is he what he does. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's I hated him when become, he was like a radio show host. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's honestly he, become, um, I kind of like it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're just watching this like odd performance art piece where he's been he's been working the job for so long that he has his own lingo. Much of it makes no sense at all, but he talks about it like and actually I'll say this. He's not really that bad when he's doing Olympic basketball. It's no. like being a, announcing the Warriors just has broken his brain, but he does. I guess he still has it in him when he is outside of the arena i don't even i don't know yeah. the explanation for it but he's like he acts like an incredible underdog when rooting for an incredible overdog yeah <laughs> like I, oh, I by, the way, by the by the way yeah, Keith, just a, a sidebar yeah. um this is the longest suspension adam silver has given out what, you mean for something that happened in a game is that yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. For an on-court instance, not like John Moran not liking rap or, music or like OJ. Yeah, John, John Moran's been suspended thirty-three games yeah, for living his life. That is for legally living his life. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is the most for Kellyanne Hayes. Got three for hitting Mo Wagner in the back of the head and Brandon. Oh, that was a dirty play. Yeah, that yeah. was a wild one. Um, so I think he specifically wanted to make it the longest one. I still, I feel like it could have been longer, but going back to the Bob Fitzgerald thing, once Draymond actually starts doing the choke and drag, Uh he's like, oh, well, Draymond's coming in like a big brother trying to break it up. Oh, and then like they keep showing this replay and I'm at this point, like what in the world? Like I was sort of kind of like, cause there's like the first, the first camera angle from the sideline. You're like, "Whoa, whoa, that looks bad. Yeah. And then they show the other camera angle and you're like, I think that's a crime. Yeah. Like, well, and then there's, like there's if you do seven- that in a bar, that's aggravated assaults. Like, and then like they showed it and I was like, this is staggering. And while I'm watching Rudy Gobert get dragged by the neck, as it looks like Draymond's trying to choke him out, Bob Fitzgerald's like, Oh, Draymond's trying to get everybody to chill out. He's trying to get people to, he's like, trying to get people to chill out. He's trying to. <laughs> 
He's trying to make him uh, chill out and go to sleep. And then they were were talking. They were like, I mean, I guess this could be a Draymond ejection, but like (laughs) it's probably just going to be a lot of double texts. And I get all of this. Like, I mean, one, I'm trying to like post this stuff on Twitter. Yeah. And then I did. And then I do. And I'm like catching up to live and I still hear him talking. He's they're still showing it over and over and over. They've shown these all these horrible overhead angles and sideline cameras. And you're like, yeah, he's gonna give it. I'm like, he's gonna get suspended for several games. One hundred. It looks like, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe, yeah, they might kick him out, but I don't know. I feel like he's just trying to calm things down. <laughs> it's crazy because I feel like uh, Kalena Azabuki had potential as an announcer if he was not linked with Bob. No, no, he's, he drank he's, the full Kool-Aid. Well, he's, he's all he's, in like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, he's operating in this weird reality now where no matter what he objectively thinks, the man who talks to him for three hours at Warriors games, like at a certain point, you're just brainwashed. Like, <laughs> like this guy keeps telling me what's happening and I feel like I know, but he's kind of my my boss. Uh, well, it's like he's telling me what's happening, which is like the very the Orwellian aspect of it. Uh-huh. Like he's telling me a thing that's not occurring on the screen right yeah. now. Uh-huh. And you could tell he hadn't taken a Bob like Bob hadn't take a temp, taken a temperature of like social media because yeah. like this this starts taking off and everyone's like jumping on it like, oh, my goodness, Draymond's going to get suspended and all. And then like near the end of the game, they're doing their little NBC Warriors game recap <laughs> and they're showing the clip and he's like and there's where Gobert escalates and then Draymond's peacemaker <laughs> and I'm like we gotta this needs to become an acceptable meme format where just like Bob Fitzgerald narrates things mm-hmm. that aren't what's actually occurring like he's narrating Revenge of the Sith yeah, he's, he's like where like, are they? Uh... the younglings are escalating the situation <laughs> here comes Anakin to clean things up <laughs> Like I like I, I feel like there's a lot of potential here for Bob just to n- t- tell me you tell me what you see and I uh, and it doesn't have to match up at all with what is actually happening. The gaslighting burn flying play well, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking good, gas just minding its own business inside that zeppelin, and <laughs> that's right. Here comes combustion to clean things up. <laughs> so we have so Rudy Gobert in the press conference. I think like. It's a double victory because he gets to have Draymond's obviously in the wrong. He gets suspended, but he also makes some pretty good points. Like, first of all, he critiques Draymond's choking technique mm. and just keeps talking about how, like, well, I could totally breathe. He doesn't really know how to choke anyone out. And you realize, like, when you think about Rudy Gobert, he's really into, like, Joe Rogan mm. and that kind of stuff. And you're like, oh, of course this guy watches MMA all the time. Like, yeah, well, obviously. And so first of all, he's like, yeah, that was pretty unacceptable. But also, you know, I'm I work out a lot. I can't really be choked out. I've uh, I've sparred with Rogan before in Austin. Mm. I've been to the theater. Um, then he he intentionally calls Draymond a clown like five different times. Mm-hmm. And it's 100 yeah. percent a callback to Draymond calling Dylan Brooks a clown multiple mm-hmm. times. So like he's done his homework and he's ready to do this. And it's tough because Draymond's whole thing is that he's supposed to be so good at, uh, you know, talking. Mm-hmm. And when push comes to shove, he's just literally pushing and shoving. Like he, he's not doing a good job. And like 
played like garbage when they faced the Grizzlies last year, talked, talked trash to Anthony Edwards and gave up like 10 points in a row. But the worst thing was saying that he wanted to get ejected because Steph Curry wasn't playing. Because it's people, true. Yeah, because he's, yeah. he's been ejected from like less than 2% of his non-Curry games and almost 10% of the games where yeah. Curry's, it's like 7 out of 74. So, well, Joey, oh, go ahead, sorry. Well, I was going to say, I feel like Gobert bringing light to this and then everyone finding it out, like it's now entered the mainstream consciousness, this is going to hurt Draymond down the line. Yeah, when, when it, Steph's it, not playing. If Draymond, if Draymond gets ejected from, an, from another game where Curry's not playing, He's going to get suspended multiple extra games for it. Well, and like, it, just, like it, it could be a run of the, it could get a run of the middle two tech just like yelling, and I think they're going to find him as much as they can. Like, tell me that's not conduct detrimental to the league. Mister well, Adam Silver, the season is eighty-two games long. Doesn't want people to rest, and you're I talking agree. about this guy getting himself ejected on purpose, yeah. playing for one of the NBA's marquee franchises. Well, they find the they find the franchise for that key. Or maybe they will. Yeah, they yeah. should. Joe I mean, Lake he won't mind paying that fine. Uh, I will also, say the funniest. He will. I think I, he will. <laughs> the funniest thing about, uh, by the way, one of the funniest tweets about the Draymond, uh, uh, the Draymond uh, suspension here is: Did you guys see the Bobby Marks tweet where he went out of his way? He was like, "Draymond's losing this much money, but it saves the Warriors this much right. money in tax." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So actually, this suspension, Joe Legum is on board with that. Uh, so he got a reverse fine, actually, for this. So, so you're right. You're right. He's it's 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 multiple slaps in the face to Adam Silver. Here. Well, that was I feel like I've talked about this before, about how, like, which suspensions can shave your luxury tax bill. And, you know, like, it's a real thing. I mean, the Grizzlies are saving eight million dollars by John Morant being suspended. Just like they're saying their operating costs are eight million dollars less. Well, and they saved like, like forty million by him not making All NBA, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, that was so. that was that was a huge dunked on victory for us. <laughs> uh, having, having his extension be like five percent lower oh. or whatever. Yeah. No, it's a mess. Also, like you talk about Draymond losing his like trash talk fastball. I yeah. think it's going all around the Warriors. That was like Clay admitting in the off season that his like four rings thing. He keeps terrible. getting torched and he keeps saying like four rings. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. dude, you, you can't, uh, that's bad trash talk. Yeah. Like you can't His trash just, talk has always been terrible, but yes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, Draymond, like, I mean, Oh, the other thing I think with the um, Curry suspension thing is Draymond is famously Keith. Do you know, do you know what allegedly Jordan Poole said to Draymond before he got punched? I don't, was it something about, something about his money, right? About He said, well, he said, you're an expensive backpack to 30. Oh. Which was like yeah. a double insult because he's God, like, that, you're only best. getting paid because of Steph, but also when you shoot a three, it looks like you're wearing a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think. I wish I, didn't laugh. I wish I hadn't made fun of Jordan Poole so much in the last two weeks. Because, man, that's a great line. I, well, it was really good. It's, I mean. And Draymond punched him in the face. He didn't have anything to say. It's like, you're right. It's the, the trash tax. I always wonder when TNT is like reviewing these things, they're like, God, how long was that contract we signed with this guy? Like since he signed that deal, uh, I mean, how many times has he been ejected just since then? Uh, I actually don't think TNT cares because again, it's part of the like Draymond Charles Barkley replacement mystique where like Charles Barkley was throwing men through plate glass windows so it's like (laughs) um i think it's i think tnt doesn't care Uh, well i think it they do care 
when his uh, response to this is going to be as shitty as um, his response to the Jordan Poole punch. Yes, exactly. What yeah. was that response, uh, by the well, way? Th thank you for asking. If you want me to be honest with you, I still don't know how much the world may think it blew up. Sparked by the leak of the video, the incident did blow up. It went viral. I mean, if there's one thing Draymond <laughs> is good at doing, it's uh, going viral. He is good at going viral. <laughs> Joey, talk about just just you're very good at sensing when Draymond Green is going to get ejected mm -hmm. from a game. Yeah. Sometimes he comes very close and should have been ejected, but your mm -hmm. radar is very good. What do you what do you see as the signs of that? happening imminently uh, um i would say generally um the game not going well for the warriors at like in a first quarter say they give up like a 10-2 run mm -hmm. uh then like the draymond getting ejected meter goes to like a, a yellow yeah, yeah uh then a bad call happens we're at orange mm -hmm. uh then draymond gets a foul that Steve Kerr refuses to review, even though he's twirling his finger. Then we're mm -hmm. at DefCon One. He's gonna get <laughs> ejected. Um. Yeah. And uh, and getting you, getting you. What activates the meter is when uh, the Warriors announce that Steph Curry is out for the game. Yeah. With a yeah, yeah, yeah. soreness. <laughs> yeah. That that's when the watch. They they turn the keys I at the facility. Say, I would also say. If they're playing in Memphis, the likelihood yeah. of him getting ejected is all it starts at yellow because for whatever <laughs> reason, even before that playoff series, the Warriors always get ejected in Memphis for whatever reason. Um, yeah. Somehow he's fine in Oklahoma City. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I think maybe because the fans are also yelling so much mm -hmm. there that it's a little different. But OK, I have one last question about this. Joey, yeah. will Steve Kerr try to get Draymond to take Rudy Gobert out to dinner to apologize? Absolutely not. Yeah, it's not going to. Uh, that's what he tried to do for Jordan Poole, by the way, Keith. Yeah, yeah. And Draymond didn't do Kept it all year. refusing to do it. Good to know. Well, Steve Kerr's an enabler. I mean, where, where's Steve yes. Kerr? Steve Kerr's role. Steve Kerr's also, his post-game comments, embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Like, no. he also, like, at some point, you don't have to, I, I guess, I don't know where the line is of, like, always just dogmatically stand up for my guys. But he was just like all been like, oh, well, Gobert was inside. I don't remember the exact words no, he the said. Tweet, but... The tweet about it made it sound worse. He just okay. he just said he didn't see it. And some guys on the bench said Gobert grabbed it. He was like, yeah. he oh, was okay. doing the right. like, right. I haven't right. seen it. I need to review the footage. Like, he so was, there were some tweets I about was, it. He's, uh, but... he's pretty outspoken when other players do things. No, I've, he I've, didn't, I've noticed. I would say he didn't actually defend Draymond in that full comment. He was just no. like. I don't really know okay. what happened, but I don't think he said, Clay I don't Thompson, want to talk about this. Oh, yeah, no, I don't he think he also Clay said Clay and Jaden McDaniels both shouldn't have been ejected. He was like, I should have been double T's, uh, which is probably correct, actually. But and I I'm can see how that, that happens a minute yeah. and a half. Yeah, in. yeah. Now, he just it, it, I mean, not that he isn't an enabler, but in this case, he was just like. It was the answer of a man who knew he couldn't say anything. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't really see what happened. Some guys on the back of the bench said this. And anyway, I mean, I don't know what you're supposed What's the I mean, so you're supposed to like go down there and be like, yeah, five games. That's what I think. Like the funniest <laughs> quote to me that didn't go viral was uh Chris Paul's quote after the game. Didn't when they that. asked him about it, he was like, 
Well, the guys said that with Steph out that uh, they were going to grab Clay and he had to push back, but I think he went a little too far. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he, if he'd come in and, and held that chokehold for two seconds, we're probably not even talking about it. But, you know, the walking backwards, grimacing and looking homicidal. No, I no. If he just grabs it and pulls him back and lets go, I don't even think that's a thing. I mean, but he was never going to let go. That's the thing. Like that's not a real hypothetical. I'm I'm with you, Sean. I think I think if we're like, have we timed the actual video? Like, if if it was ten seconds, I feel like if he lets go after two, you're probably right. It might it might be one game or no games. Everybody says nine, and I wonder. I mean, maybe it's. I think he maybe anyway. But that's clearly not what happened and probably not what was ever going to happen. So, um, all right. We got uh, some more news we got to talk about yeah. here real quick. Uh, Kelly Oubre, guys. <laughs> yes. Um, this poor guy. So here's what's happened to him. Huh. He was out riding in his bike in the city he's lived in for four weeks. It looked like um, he was riding like a BMX bike as well. Yeah, yeah, a cool, a cool hipster BMX bike. Yeah, he's a cool. He's a cool guy. He got doored, which happens to people on their bikes. Yeah. Uh, in I imagine shock, rode his bike home thinking he was better because he's twenty seven. Uh, gets yeah. home, realizes he's really hurt. His calls the cops. Can't remember where he got doored. Uh, yeah. And then goes to the hospital. Then the cops leak that uh, he didn't imply that he didn't get hit by a car. The famously colorblind uh, yeah, Philadelphia, Philadelphia police, police. <laughs> have, um, who definitely do not have a history of, say, bombing, bombing entire neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah firebombing black neighborhoods. Yes. Um, uh, uh, yeah, he has so, to leak his own ring doorbell footage to TMZ. Yeah, to right, show him coming that. home and <laughs> well, saying I, mean, I got hit by a car to his wife. <laughs> I will say, uh, I think ninety percent he leaked it. Ten percent ring cameras are uh, basically a division of the police, the police. department. So. I can yeah. definitely see whatever security guy or police officer can access that footage because the cops can access all your ring camera footage uh -huh. may have just decided to make $10,000 and yeah. sell sold it to TMZ. Uh, I'm sure Joe Lacob is investigating who <laughs> yeah, leaked yeah. that footage though. It was so the he'll, same guy who leaked to the Jordan Poole footage leaked Kelly yeah. Oubre's ring camera yeah. footage. Um, first things I want to <laughs> say is uh, there's no way you hit a person as handsome as Kelly Oubre and don't notice. Uh, that driver yeah. did it on purpose or uh, definitely what? knows no. and drove away. <laughs> what What if he's, what if, you know, even if we accept this version of events that Uber is on a bike, what if you're the car driving past the biker, the cyclist, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden the cyclist just, just looks over his or her shoulder mm -hmm. To and see you the car, see that beautiful face, and you, and you see those those eyes, yeah. Yeah. and those are those those just gorgeous eyes. Uh -huh. They're just go on, and all of a sudden you, I might freeze. Yeah, like yeah. all of a sudden you're like, it's just like it's like yeah, and then the car swerves away, and you're like oh no, and you kind of like yeah, swerved over. So I mean yeah, uh yeah, I'm saying maybe the driver just got distracted by the eyes. Yeah, it's, it's he is true. beautiful. It could happen. 
I also what? think it's not totally out of the realm of possibility that James Harden hired those guys who beat up Moses Malone Jr. in Houston <laughs> to take out the guy who was replacing him in Philly. What what are what are the odds that we're feeling? Because again, we don't we don't know yet. Like I feel like the ring camera brought into the that oh, it was in fact a biker or something, you know, maybe I it wasn't mean, just he definitely pedestrian. got hit by a car. No, no, I'm saying, what are the odds? What are the odds he was um like doing bike tricks for a YouTube channel where he was just in the bike park or he's doing what do you call it? What's parkour on your bike? Is it just called bike stuff? I think oh, it's uh, just um, called BMX freestyle. BMX. Uh, what if right, he was yeah, the yeah. BMX freestyling on like the Philadelphia Library steps? I do a rocky thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I I'm pretty sure he got hit by a car, guys. He probably <laughs> got hit by a car. <laughs> I also but be I don't freestyling while that happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I also don't want to. I, I don't want this to come across wrong, but do we have any form of a, like a sobriety level? Like, I don't think that matters. Like, it doesn't matter. He's obviously should yeah. not be hit by a car. He obviously should not get in trouble for getting hit by a car. But I'm curious, was he at the bike park, maybe enjoying himself, I, I and mean... <laughs> and falls off of the thing? I'm saying if I had. If I had, if my life responsibilities were to play in basketball games every few days and to show up to practices at 11 a.m. some days, there'd be a lot of 7 p.m.s where I wouldn't be at like the top of my where faculties. You'd be doing 50-50 grinds down a rail. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, while, yeah. While I'd be trying 40s. to do some rail sides <laughs> yeah. maybe after, yeah, enjoying um, myself. Yeah, I mainly think, just the oh. nature of the, sorry, the, mainly the nature of the injury seems to really fit getting doored more than like, yeah, sure. I think it's kind of hard to break your. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I would also say it was gross that uh, a a group of let's say uh, white cop loving fans all of a sudden started accusing him of being Jesse Smollett. Let's just uh -huh. go there first. Um, secondly. I wouldn't be surprised if Philadelphia, the Philadelphia police, couldn't find uh, footage at all ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of this, whether he told them where it was or not, because the cameras were disabled by batteries yeah, or, or, or fan batteries or fans climbing the or, thing. Or, and, yeah. or, or they have no idea how to actually access the video. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm or, pretty sure it's recording, but yeah. I, we're not well, sure how did, to get that. Yeah, they went to some lo like random local businesses, yeah. which is. Just like how you do a profile of John Morant. You just walk around to yeah, random yeah. stores and ask people, hey, did you see anything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 they asked the guy making $15 an hour at Walgreens. Hey, oh, could you, yeah, uh, I, I looked you, at all this. Did you footage. investigate this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't see anything. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Yeah. The whole time. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I looked for the whole hour. No. Yeah, definitely. My only worry with Kelly Oubre riding the bike is I worry that who doored him was, uh, that group of men on ATVs following Adonis Creed through his workout oh, on yeah, the, down yeah, the street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want, I just want this to be covered. The, I'm just looking city. forward to this being covered on Abbott elementary. That's yeah. what I want to yeah. see. <laughs> I want to see the Abbott elementary takes uh, both on the Kelly Oubre incident. And also, uh, frankly, I'm looking forward to them covering the James Harden trade. Yeah. They, yeah. Should, we should see it's going to be a, a huge plot point. I assume <laughs> in the upcoming season. Well, let's make it happen guys. Get well soon. Kelly Oubre. I'm I've really enjoyed the fact that 
it feels like Philadelphia is finally his home. Uh, he's deserved it. He's kind of unfairly maligned as a player, I feel like. Um, well, I feel like he, was he? Yeah. He, he he's been properly maligned. I think he became a journeyman with factors that weren't his fault. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not saying he should have been passed over in free agency and no one should have offered him more than the minimum. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Grizzlies had a roster spot they used on Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. But I mean, also I feel like he kind of had been a chucker. I mean, his his stats last year never passed, like yeah. had a worse shooting field goal percentage than Dylan Brooks on a terrible team. Yeah. Uh, those, are, those are chucker numbers after a point. Yeah, I don't know. But and anyway, then following and then get better soon. Kind of a, he had kind of a rough year with the Warriors. But oh, kind of? Honestly, yeah, it was pretty bad for him. But, no, he'd been passed around. I mean, he'd been on a lot of teams. Fault, I will no say at wanted. the same time, he did like break his hand yeah. a month and a half to go in the season. They were like, cycling? I, <laughs> reaching for a steal. Reaching for a steal. <laughs> did break, I think. Did he break his hand doing BMX tricks? I don't know. I mean, supposedly Kevin Durant liked to skateboard when he was. Have we checked out Ubre's injury history? I'm gonna right now. I'm gonna right now. I'm gonna do more research than the Philadelphia cops. Yeah, Um, (laughs) we gotta see. Check check it against a list of like Bam Margera's injuries. Yeah, I'm gonna check this against some YouTube uploads. Yeah. Um, I will say, you know what? A a thing I really appreciate about Kelly Ubre is. Uh, he has a misfits tattoo. Very funny. Love it. Um, matches with BMXing. That's for sure. Um, he's a cool guy. Uh, you brought it up, Keith, with Abbott Elementary. Uh, we haven't talked about this what? at all on this show yet. The James Harden trade. We talked about that. Didn't we talked. We? No, we talked about. We did. I don't think we talked about we. Well, we did. You're right, but we haven't brought up since he's been with the Clippers. Oh yeah, yeah, how yeah. Bad yeah. We, we have not. No. Um, Keith, are you shocked by how bad the Clippers have been since they traded for James Harden? Yeah, the Grizzlies beat him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's. <laughs> yeah, there is. What I love about it is, I think they've lost. They're owing six with him. Is that right? I think that's. Um, I think it's five. It's five it or six. Be five. It yeah, might be. Okay. It might only be five. Um, so I'll, I'll give him. I think they've lost six in a row, but only five of them were. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, they've been. They have not won since he arrived, and there was apparently a hilarious moment when. Uh, so everybody has been very relaxed about it. Yeah, they're owing five with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're. They're they're they've been very relaxed. Kawhi's not panicking. Paul George isn't panicking, and uh, Russell Westbrook outright said we're happy about what's happened. And then Tim McMahon from ESPN said you're happy you lost five in a row. And then Russell Westbrook stopped talking to anybody. <laughs> Which so they've been they've been on the road mostly they're they've only had one home game that was against the memphis grizzlies the two and nine memphis grizzlies Mm -hmm. and they lost um specifically okay so there's two things from what i can tell i've not watched the clippers that much so take this with a grain of salt they i know that the numbers when westbrook and harden are on the floor together are just kind of wretched mm-hmm. because uh well 
none of these guys are like pick and roll players, really. And that's kind of what James Harden did that was good last year, was just pick and rolling with Joel Embiid. Every year. But um, (laughs) Kawhi Leonard basically never shoots near the basket anymore. Mm -hmm. And he used to do that a lot. And now he's kind of not ever, he's shooting a lot between five and 10 feet and he's Mm -hmm. not really shooting between zero and five feet anymore so i feel like generally um they've got three guys who are maybe significantly past their prime now and then they have paul george yeah and paul george is is he the oldest i mean he's paul george is 33 so yeah Yeah, paul george has been amazing and then it was i thought it was super concerning the games i watched the clippers i've seen like maybe three of the game parts of three of the games and the whole mm-hmm. Christmas game. Um, like since they got James Harden, like I was super concerned with how Paul George was playing once they got James Harden. Yeah. Cause like the, the like, two weeks, the best the first, yeah, the first two weeks of the season, he was like an MVP caliber yeah. performer. And then all of a sudden he's like taking half the number of shots and also making none of them. And it's like, Oh, he now did this just kill Paul George, but now Paul George has bounced back, but it's just, for me, it's just that they have, it's, they don't have like real play. They don't have like designated play finishers or they don't have guys that like that create for others, or maybe they only have play. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone just wants the ball to go score. And yeah. James Harden w- will set guys up and pass to them. But uh-huh. like, Kawhi's not going to screen and roll and finish. Yeah. And Paul George just, he'll catch and shoot, but like he's not screening and rolling and finishing and Westbrook is just Westbrook. And so like, none of it really, it doesn't make a ton of sense. And like, and then like Terrence Mann, who they wouldn't trade Mm -hmm. Terrence Mann has physically turned into Montrez Harrell. I don't know how he got so big. He's like, he doesn't, he looks like a power forward. Now it used to be like, Oh, they're playing man, a power forward. (laughs) Now it's like, I don't think he can play anything else. Like he doesn't look, he doesn't look quick or fast anymore. And it's like, yeah, their whole, their whole team is just weird. Then you have, like Zubach, who's like fine, but mm-hmm. then when you start like ranking all the centers in the league, you're like, oh no, he's pretty far down the list. Yeah, he's not that good. And, and really? he doesn't shoot. And it's like, if he doesn't shoot and then Westbrook doesn't space and then Kawhi, like, I don't know, it's all, yeah, Kawhi looks like he has Golden State Warriors aging disease and yeah. like he's finally over the hill and they're not going to be this bad. Can but I, like, yeah, I would, they signed I, Daniel Tice. Oh my god. World Dave. champion, a literal world champion. Oh. They've um they really should just be having Paul George run the offense, but he's the most mature guy who's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some back and help everybody out. And it's like no, they're almost the better off player. with they're almost better off with Harden and Westbrook replaced by like Norman Powell and Terrence Mann and like complimentary players, which even Paul George and Kawhi aren't really that compl- complimentary. So I don't know. Also, Keith, um, our friend, our friend Kevin Farrigan mentioned that this just might be the year where uh, like 20 old guys are washed at once. <laughs> it could be like because Westbrook Harden don't look good. Kawhi doesn't look like Kawhi. Yeah, he looks super old now. Not that good. I'm trying to think. He had a whole list, but like Clay, Draymond, um, Chris Paul, Chris Paul. Well, yeah, Chris Paul can't shoot anymore. Like his, he's still Uh, sort uh, of. I think. I think. 
I mean, Embiid had like a what, like a huge game like a week ago, but uh, Embiid looks super old, right? <laughs> maybe, so maybe he's and, just out of shape. I mean, they're kicking, they're kicking ass, but yeah, I think he didn't. Didn't he have some kind of surgery over the summer? Like he's who doesn't felt like he didn't play basketball the summer. Someone else. None of the sons. The sons have yet to play a game altogether. Oh, um, Lillard looks yeah. terrible. Yeah, Beal, Beal, and Durant are both. Well, terrible. Lillard had to get Giannis out of the way. Yeah. They finally Giannis finally didn't play, and Lillard's like, "Oh, I know, I know what to do now." Um, yeah. Am I on a team surrounded by garbage? I'm used yeah. to this. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, there's play. only one tall guy on the court. I know what to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Middleton, Middleton doesn't oh, yeah. look he's like been... he's ever going to be back. I don't know. Zion Williamson got really old rough. over the summer. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Zion Williamson. He's past his prime now. <laughs> yeah. Age 21, prime. Uh, that's over. Um, I don't think CJ's been tremendous. This well, season. CJ well, he had, had a small lung collapse. Yeah, yeah. CJ yeah actually, that's collapse. a very, he had a good, yeah. he had a couple Rem- of I don't, again, the adjective small being in that Shams tweet, I don't know <laughs> if that was from his source or was the collapse small or was the lung small? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, it was, he was on the Portland Trailblazers. So uh, it was probably yeah. the lung. <laughs> um, all right, and then I guess one last thing we should talk about. Uh, we can talk yeah. about Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma later. Anytime, as this we is going to keep continuing. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say that you and I did discuss whether Jordan Poole could win the scoring title. That's not going to happen this no. year. We, can no, we say no. that now yeah, after yeah, 10 games? Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Cam he's... Thomas is who we thought Jordan Poole was going to be. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know what happened. Yeah, you know, I don't know what happened to Jordan Poole. It's like it's DMX like injury. Yeah, but it's like it's almost like it's like a, a stage fright, a failure to perform. Yeah, like, yeah. like you you got everything you wanted. You're in a you're in a clown show situation. Mm-hmm. You get to do whatever you want. Just go score points, brother. And he got there, and it's like the open mic, and he's like he's freezing. So he like, doesn't oh, even want to score points. I think he just wants to dribble a lot. Um, yeah, he's not he's not shooting as much as he do, did on the Warriors. Do, yeah, but he's also trip. not passing. So it's like it's not clear what's happening. I guess he's just dribbling. Yeah. Yeah, he's the professor. Offensive fouls. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um uh what I really want to talk about. It says they would be skipped to my lose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what what I really want to talk about though is LeBron James is opening a LeBron James museum. Oh boy. Uh so admission's going to be $23. Is, yeah. Is it like a presidential library of all the first pages that LeBron's yeah. read? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean this museum looks like it sucks, dude. Um is there a Blaze Pizza attached? It includes his white draft suit, his high school TV set, art from fans, and the rim from his high school court. I mean, it also, I think, has the backboard. And there's, like, a replica of his high school apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, Whoa. I don't understand who this is for. It has, like, a lot of Is there, LeBron's like, an animatronic shoes. LeBron in his high school apartment? Like, something out of, like, Epcot? Yeah, like Hall of Presidents? See, yeah. that would be good. Yeah. Welcome to the LeBron James experience. Yeah. 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 Uh, what I wish was there, and I can't believe it's not, is that terrible gap shirt he was wearing at the decision oh yeah the decision shirt yeah yeah yeah. why is that there (laughs) what's it's just 
it's, it's fundamentally like you should not you make the it. gap. Anyway, <laughs> keep going. You did what the gap. Hey, do we even know did the gap pay for that? Uh, Jim Gray negotiated the deal, but didn't actually tell LeBron there was a payment involved. <laughs> Just put this on. Yeah. So they um they they it's just not interesting if you make a museum about yourself basically but at least presidential libraries have like archives and things and this mm-hmm. is like it even seems like lebron is not putting his own best memorabilia into y- this yes that's the like, weirdest like, part it's like shoes and his draft suit like what part of this is worth 23 dollars <laughs> It just and there's like one one display is like a stack of TVs, but they're old and it just looks like a junkyard art project. It's like what you would see in the kind of like downtown Vegas art portion. Yeah, but if you only part. had like two yeah. hours to do it. Yeah. Where, where is it? Is it in Akron or is it in Vegas? It's in, or is it in OK, it's in Akron. And all the all the all the stuff goes to. The, the LeBron James school Family Foundation. Yeah, it's oh, the foundation okay. that funds the Promise School. So, okay. I mean, that's right. fine, but like... Just let me know it's a charity before I go in. Yeah, it's opening... <laughs> before it's I buy your ticket and be like, oh, this is a charity? Okay. <laughs> I think it's opening Saturday, and LeBron... The Lakers are playing in Cleveland that day. So, ah. it's, it's opening on the 18th. But uh, is there any chance that they have to move this museum to Miami and lower the admission price to six? because they've already retired that admission price for Michael Jordan, who never had a museum in Miami. I mean, at the very least, you'd hope uh, it's, it's you know, whatever it is, plus tax equals 23 equally. Yeah. Like, that, that'd be yeah, good. Make it, make it I mean, are there spy, Space Jam 2 memorabilia? You, you surely Not think a, I don't think he's proud of that. So I think, like, oh, okay. I think that the decision in Space Jam 2 and, like, Million Dollar Mile are not going to be... <laughs> represented walls. here. What's that what's that one movie he made? Train wreck yeah. Well now that I, Amy Schumer, I never saw it. he's yeah. like yeah. Uh, uh, what if they put the hair plugs from train wreck in there? <laughs> Would you pay $23 just yeah, to see like, the that's plugs? what I want to see yeah, like yeah. behind the scenes of the LeBron's commercial. That's what I want to yeah, see. Yeah. Like like Jim Gray apologizing or not apologizing, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Um, I want to see I want to see a hologram of Jim Gray in there asking about the decision what his lebron's decision um walk us walk us through this and then they can have a hologram of him at the malice in the palace too just like to round out the museum a little bit it just doesn't seem like there's a lot there um so my question for my first question for you guys uh real Uh quick is who is this museum for uh lebron's family um nick wright um (laughs) Our friend CJ Toledano. Yeah, that probably, was going to be my uh, answer. It's for <laughs> yeah. our friend CJ Toledano. I think it's like, oh, there's um, a lot of shoes. Oh, some <laughs> some kind of weird TV art project. I'm listening. Yeah. Uh, and then my other question is, what could they put in there that would make you actually want to go to the LeBron James Museum? I think I would like to see. Like if he could just take a few photos every off season of what he looks like without like just for men beard dye yeah. and like without hair plugs. Like I kind of want to see like what does he really look like? Maybe if we just do some of that. Like like if like full like maybe like it's like an old timey um like little carnival thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 
freak show sort of situation where <laughs> you pay a dime and you, yeah. and you have to leave your phone, but you get, you get to go inside the booth and see what LeBron actually looks like. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would that, like to see in his like wall of TVs, they just have uh, a series of workout videos where LeBron's rapping along to songs that has the actual lyrics that he's messing up mm-hmm. displayed on the bottom, like good. closed caption. <laughs> uh, and I would also like that if those TVs uh, also contained the Sean Marion tribute video mm-hmm. that they played during the NBA yeah, finals. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I think for me, I would prefer, I would like some kind of ride like mm-hmm. a dark ride where it's like you go through and you see the highlights of his career. So it's like uh Pat Riley putting the rings on the table, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, them filming the Harlem shake video, uh, all him, with the animatronics. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Him yeah. tweeting you bum at, uh, mm-hmm. at Trump. And then finally, <laughs> I want it to be sort of like Graceland. No, I want it to be exactly like Graceland <laughs> in that 75 years from now, like a long, this is obviously a long time ago, without much of a warning, you go out there and you're just at his grave. Like yeah. LeBron James is buried at the museum. He's buried at the museum. <laughs> yeah. Because um, <laughs> uh, that's what happens at Graceland, and it is shocking. Um, yeah. And his his tombstone just says sheesh. Yeah. I'm dead. Sheesh. Okay, guys, it's time to do what we actually brought Keith on here for. Um, it's gonna be quick. Mm-hmm. But uh uh we had Keith on because he loves the NBA in season tournament. He's a positive man with positive vibes. And Sean, our friend, is a hater. Who hates the vibes? Who has negative vibes? Bad, bad vibes, guy. <laughs> and he uh, desperately hates the NBA in-season tournament. So, what we're gonna do right now is have our first ever NBA in-season tournament debate. I got something, something that's never been done before: an NBA in-season tournament debate. Leading all right here at the NBA's most unpredictably released podcast ever. And we're going to need a team. One, a comedian slash uncle dad. Two, the host of a daily Grizzlies podcast and YouTube channel. And three, the Wikipedia page for Robert's Rules of Order, which will keep the debate civil and organized. The debate will occur Tuesdays and Fridays in November, and then when the calendar flips over to December, debates will occur on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 2 p.m. No one will be able to predict the outcome. And now, here is our first annual NBA in-season tournament, in-season debate, debate. All right, we're here with the NBA in-season tournament debate. Here's how it's going to work. Keith is positive. Sean is negative. Uh, I'm going to give you 45 seconds uh, to do an intro of your argument over whether the in-season tournament is good. Keith, you won the coin flip backstage. Mr. Keith Parrish, 
I would like to say that the NBA's in-season tournament has added stakes to what can be a rather dull regular season. Personally, I don't need these added stakes as I am a fanatic, but I also, beyond being a fanatic for the NBA, I'm a fanatic for all tournaments. I love a group play. I love anything where it's convoluted, where you draw things out of a hat to make a group. And then those teams, you're going to advance based on point differential or your best record. And then you have the losers go and have to play out these kind of consolation games. I love that it also all counts for the regular season. And then we're going to have these extra single elimination style games throughout November and December. I think it's an easy win, very entertaining product by the NBA. Um, Sean, your intro, the intro to your argument, please. Um, I'm not sure why any fan should care about this just because the NBA has decided to award the winners of the NCAA of the in-season tournament, uh, the same amount of money as winning the NBA finals gets like, I don't know why a fan cares about that. Also, it's lazy. They made six groups, but they separated them by conference. They have divisions as well. Just do the divisions. It's impossible to keep track of who's in what group. The standings aren't easily available and the courts are nightmarish. They're very difficult to watch on TV. They're also slippery. They don't paint the three point lines in the right place. So we basically just have this weird carnival basketball arrangement, especially made not special because these teams are constantly playing one half of a baseball series at home where one game on Sunday is nothing. And Tuesday it's the tournament. It's, not well thought out, and it's just too obviously a cash grab for me. Uh, excellent points. Um, Keith, would you like to rebut Sean's opening argument? I would, I would in fact, like to agree with some of Sean's very good points um, that are, I do feel like a lot of it was not that well thought out. And they have made some obvious mistakes. I will say, despite those things, like the, the, the groups, they named them West Group A, West Group B, West Group C, East Group A, East Group B, East Group C. This is catastrophic. Like, what are you doing? Like, just name them all something different. They can just be one through six. Group A through F is fine. I don't mind them keeping it in conference. I do support them not. I do support them not doing it by division. I do think trying to mix up. I think they also dropped the ball, by the way, on the, the assignment of the groups. Like I said in my opening, I'm obsessed with all tournaments. I'm obsessed with the NBA. The fact that I didn't know when the group draw was happening, huge failure. Like, how do they not communicate that to me? Adam Silver writes me a letter every preseason thanking me for watching the NBA before opening night. How do they not get the word out? And I do think there's been a lot of messaging failures. I do think, like, naming it the in-season tournament, horrible. But despite all these missteps, like right now, the Jazz and Lakers are tied for the top of West Group A. This makes the next Jazz Lakers game a meaningless game in previous seasons. <laughs> actually, pretty exciting. Like the Jazz are going to be actually extra bought into that game. And so I do think the messaging kind of failed. I think there was a lot of missteps making it confusing. But as it plays out, I think it's going to be really great. Uh, Sean, rebuttal. Uh, I also want to agree with some of Keith's points uh, as per his argument. Uh, it is nice that at least there's something differentiating these Tuesday, Friday games. At least it's making people talk about something because the tyranny of football is so severe that inside the NBA had to change what night it was on 
to avoid what are definitely by acclamation the worst football games on the entire calendar uh destroying them on a streaming service not even competing with them on cable so i understand that something had to be done and i do think that uh the single elimination part will be more entertaining i do think it was maybe rushed a little bit uh the fact that there's no there's not better names for anything they don't have a anything for the nba cup like would have been would they have been disrespecting an nba legend by naming the tournament after them like they have a jury yes. left clutch award <laughs> it's just that if you'd said in-season tournament i guess i guess the implication is it's someone that like it would be like the james harden in-season tournament someone who kind of chokes in the playoffs um but uh yeah i just wish the 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 courts weren't so weird because they they don't know how to like like making an nba court is hard they're like slippery they're they're in the wrong spot and also no one like filmed it with a tv camera and watched it on tv they just it reminds me of something the nba does where it reminds me of what they've done with the all-star games where they make it very very convoluted to try to include ideas from kind of a small minority and then it's impossible to tell like who's on team lebron and team Giannis, and they have specially designed jerseys that no one's gonna buy and the names are really low so you just can't tell what's happening i just wish it was like you were it was easier to tell who's playing what division you can't even find the standings very easily anyway that's my i mean if you if you I, again, I agree. I agree with a lot of stuff you're saying, Sean. We're like, I wish it could be better. And I don't understand how they're not covering it better. And I don't, I'm not saying the league should like instruct its broadcast partner partners, what they're supposed to say. Like that can be a slippery slope, but the broadcast partners are doing a horrible job of presenting the information. Like the thing I like as a sports fan, some very basic stuff. Like last Friday night, it was, Hey, if the Grizzlies thunder and wizards lose tonight, they're out. Like it's over. Yeah. Like they're like, they're done. And to uh, me, I'd that's like to that's interject. That's interesting, but the, they I don't just get this information. No one's from presenting that. Yeah, the I only, only reason we Keith. know that is because we follow you on Twitter. No one told us that. I keep on throwing TV. things out. I keep throwing things out where I'm like, just like, all right, the NBA um, national TV was on Tuesday night. It was Wimby <laughs> against Chet, and it was a horrible game. Yeah. I didn't watch the game closely. Maybe they did this on the broadcast. Point differential is going to be a huge thing. There's legitimately a league table that they released. And like, again, I just love this stuff. I don't know. I, I, like I'm, I'm a weirdo where I got into like the champions league tournament for soccer where I'm like, this tournament setup is cool. Like you got to do all this stuff and you got to yeah. advance. And so when they released the tournament and like they released our, our NBA in season tournament, the IST table, just call it the NBA cup. Like they didn't name it after a person because they were worried it would fail. They didn't name it the David Stern Cup in case it went away after a year mm-hmm. or two. So, like, the, I understand that. Just call the. We already had the play in, which is a terrible name. Yeah. Uh, the play in and the in season tournament. That's again terrible, terrible uh, branding. But like, just explain. Hey, Wimby's down by thirty. But guess what? The Thunder's only hope for advancing after losing their first two games in Group B is to win by a million. <laughs> And hope there's a three-way tie for two and two. Or like, because we go to the wild card standings. So like, you hope that ends up being, you know, like you're going to need the point differential. So like, I agree with you. They failed. I heard, I hear Nate Duncan had a great idea. 
Put the team names of who's in your group on the court. Yes, yeah. the courts yes. are horrible. The <laughs> Lakers thing physically hurt my eyes. I don't know if it was my 2005 Samsung TV. I like like <laughs> it was a yellow court that physically was painful to look at. Or I'm like, it's not. I got to turn. What am I? Is this tent? What I like contra? Like, well, I had to change stuff on my TV. We're like, I can't watch the Grizzlies game because it looks awful. And then people are saying, people are tweeting like, hey, the court looks great in person. Well, good. But like on TV, TV, it looks horrible. And so I I think they're going to figure this stuff out. And I think the stakes are already, this is a confusion. And I've seen this confusion among fans and analysts and players. The stakes are, it's just a regular season game. Mm -hmm. You should want to win. I saw somebody covering the Grizzlies be like, man, I want the Grizzlies to lose as many games as possible just so they're eliminated. I'm like, Dude, we can't lose any more games. We're horrible. <laughs> like these are regular season games. Like what are you talking about? Like we have to win all the games. Um, so like, I think the players are confused. Everyone's confused. My wife is hilariously. She's like, why does the court look terrible? Like, like, like a week ago. I'm like, it's an in season tournament. And she's like, does this mean this game doesn't even count? Cause she was kind of like what you're watching a Christmas game doesn't yeah. even count. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's an in tournament. And it's also a regular season game. And the look she gave me, I thought she might leave me. It was like the most angry she's ever been. It was the most anger I've ever seen on her whole face. Me just telling her, oh no, it's the in season tournament. It's also a regular season game. They're the same thing. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she was like, that We're made her mad. divorced right now. So, so that, that made, that made just like a uninterested, casual NBA observer physically angry to hear. <laughs> so maybe they could have done that a little bit better. So, so I, think I, the courts, I think the courts alone, just not because of the aesthetic, because I had the same thing with my fiance where I had the uh, the Chet Wemby game on because I had yeah. to write about it. And she looked at it and she was just like, this is not a real basketball game you're watching. And I said, it is. And then she looked at the score and Oklahoma City was up by a million. And she said, yeah. we have to keep watching this. And I said, I have to keep watching this until these guys are benched. And uh, <laughs> so it's ruining relationships for one, but I do love the point differential aspect because I was very confused at the end of that wild warriors Timberwolves game. Uh, the warriors fell apart at the end. I mean, they didn't really, I mean, whatever they were down four, four at the end, six at the end, they were down at the end. And uh, Steve Kerr took a timeout with about a second left. And I didn't understand why oh they were down six that's right they were down six and he took a timeout with like three seconds left and ran a play that got moses moody a three-pointer and i thought that doesn't matter there's no way they're going to be able to get the ball back or anything and the reason was they cut their point differential by three he's Mm. thinking ahead okay so my my next question i'd like you both to address Uh is if the nba season in season tournament flames out and this is the only one ever Will it be hilarious or embarrassing that the Minnesota Timberwolves won the only NBA season to in season tournament ever? No, it's going to be great. It's going to be It'll hilarious. Be no, no, yeah, it's going to be uh, Patrick Beverly <laughs> jump up on the table. Just you just qualified for the playoffs or whatever. No, it's going to be good. And like, I do like that fact. Like, so the Timberwolves, they're two and oh, they're, le- they're, they're, they're leading their group. And so like, you know, I don't know. I think it's going to be fun. If they can somehow just get the information out there. They're like, hey, Hawks, Sixers, this Friday night, if you lose, you're basically out. You're eliminated. And so, like, you have to, you know, to, like, 
I don't know what they have to do to get this through to the people broadcasting the games, to ESPN, to TNT, to their media rights partners. Like now that we have these group plays established and they are confusing and no one knows who's in anybody's group, but like they just have to get that out. They're like, Hey, once you get two losses in your group play, you're basically not going to win your group. So like these are all becoming elimination games. So there's multiple sort of do or die games this Friday night. And that money I think does legitimately matter. No, it doesn't matter to us, but like, 500 grand per person like Damon Lillard commented about it. Like he's playing, you know, to like win, um, you know, like two way guys, that's like doubling their income. That's yeah. like, you know, the assistant coaches get a cut and I, I can't even figure out what the cut is. Maybe you guys can help me. Um, they, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's uh, uh, how much they get 75% of what the head coach gets. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just say, cause the, the head coach gets, gets 500,000. So why doesn't it just say 375? Is it somehow different than, than 375? I don't get it. I but wonder like, if that's the- massive money for assistant coaches in the yeah. NBA. I mean, it is crazy how much money they're throwing at it. I just, I just wish it was better. I guess. I don't know if it's, <laughs> I don't know if it should be like divisions, but it's, it's just so confusing. It's like, yeah. it's the hallmark of Adam Silver innovations is that, Everything has to be like impossible to under the new CBA is impossible to understand the all-star game stuff, like the player draft and the Elam ending. And so he's simplifying this. He understands that you need to make things possible and easy to understand and just like know that it's the East versus the West. And if they could get that together, I would hate it a lot less. I think if they just wore if they just wore regular jerseys, like throwback jerseys or something, just like yeah. wear your classic throwback jerseys, something easily identifiable. I am uh, I agree with you so hard, Sean, about the All Star Game. When I tune into the All Star Game, or even if I'm watching whatever the, the rookie sophomore rising stars thing, if I tune in and can't immediately figure out who's on whose team, yeah. And like the scoreboards, like team Giannis, team LeBron, and they're both wearing shades of like black and white and the scoreboards black and white. And I'm like, I don't know who's on whose team. Yeah. Like, how have you presented a basketball game where the diehard people can't even figure out who's on whose team? Like somebody scores and I'm like, well, Giannis isn't on the bed, isn't on the court. So I don't know who's on whose team. Like, and like, that's, I think again, massive failures. Like there's been some big failures under Adam Silver, the All Star Game, the name of the NCAA tournament, the John Moran suspension, and I hope, <laughs> hope we can fix some of these things going forward. Because I just want to watch basketball and have a good time. All right, now we go to the audience uh, question portion of the debate, uh, and then we will move on to closing arguments. Okay. Uh, hi, uh, Ken Bone here. Um, I'm a red-blooded American, and I, uh, don't think I should have to deal with my, uh, American sport being soccer-fied because the commissioner watched Ted Lasso. Please answer that. Um, I would say that you're right to be worried about that because, as we learned on, uh, America's greatest defender the greatest american born defender in the nba right now draymond green was ejected from a game because of var recently (laughs) they went back uh because he got pushed they went back and reviewed it and uh determined which is a a soccer ass thing 
to happen. And uh, you know what else is a soccer-ass thing? Teams having eight different jerseys that they wear all the time that are occasionally unwatchable because they're the same color as the tournament court. Uh, the yeah. Oklahoma City Thunder are basically playing in camouflage every time they're on their home court because they wear colors that are exactly the same as the ugly stripe running down the middle. And uh, that's a, also a very European design, I think. I would, I would, I would rebut that um, caller <laughs> saying, first of all, sir, the rest of the world has plenty to teach us, uh, especially about sports. Also, you're only watching the NBA, I assume, because college basketball added the NIL and it infuriates you that those players are getting paid. Sure does. <laughs> they get free college. <laughs> that should be payment enough an education also i'm very happy jim Beheim is the most uh is gets paid more than anyone else who works for my state what if the in-season tournament made uh man-to-man defense illegal you had to play zone i love it the hustle the grind yeah more, more white players please <laughs> what if we eliminated the charge circle so there could be yeah. more charges love it uh move the three-point line back um all right closing arguments keith i would just say all competition is good competition anything that emphasizes the players to play more that emphasizes the organizations it's not the players who have uh embraced tanking over the years the organizations have so i'd say anything that further incentivizes uh playing harder and playing your hardest and also adds a little bit of spice to a november jazz lakers game i'm in the excitement of single elimination that we see in other sports that we see in like the FIBA World Cup, adding that into the NBA is nothing but a good thing, even if there are a few uh, hiccups as they figure out the rollout. Sean, your turn. Um, Adam Silver's tax and spend NBA. He's raising taxes with the CBA and spending that on the NBA Cup. I think we can do better than this uh, socialist NBA situation. Seriously, though, it could be okay if uh, it wasn't incredibly confusing. <laughs> All right. Thank you. That was our first ever in-season, in-season, NBA in-season tournament debate debate. Uh <laughs> I'm just learning that uh, Ken Bone has been canceled for uh, like it for the porn he likes on Reddit. I'm sorry I let him ask a question at this debate. Um, <laughs> all right, that's our episode. Keith, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, thanks for having me. No, I'd like to plug this Friday night, the NBA in-season tournament, <laughs> the IST. We're going to have the Raptors playing their first in-season tournament game against the Celtics in East Group C. The Celtics, the only undefeated team in East Group C. However, the Raptors can really throw a wrench in the uh, the Celtics' plans of grabbing the NBA Cup. And uh, we even the Bulls can stay alive as the uh, East Group C has had a very strange rollout. The Nets have played three games. They're two and one. The Raptors have played zero games. It's yeah, not confusing at all. I know I wasn't part of the debate, but that part is really weird and hard to me where it's like, oh, this team's played one and this team is already eliminated. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would say uh, I'd, I'd like to plug uh, Adam Silver for uh, rolling out the NBA NCAA tournament on a Friday, then canceling all the games 
on November for a year where nothing was on the ballot, uh, really anywhere. We had no election in Tennessee that day. Nothing we, to vote for in Nashville. I had a school board election, no. uh, and both people running were. That's where it's, that's where the like, revolution no, 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 starts, no, no, no. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean, is there anything you'd like to plug? Well, thank you very much. Uh, just two comedy dates. We mentioned uh, It's Your Move Games on November 18th. I'll be in Elk Grove on November 25th for a naked comedy show. I will be at Rooster Tea Feathers from December 6th through the 10th in beautiful Sunnyvale, California. And I will be at the Sacramento Punchline with Shang Wang from January 3rd to the 6th. Five of those shows are sold out if you want to come. Um, tickets now. Go, go to that show if you're in Sacramento. But first the off, Shang Sean, please... Please explain to the listeners what naked comedy is and that you won't be. Doing oh, I won't naked. be. It's that just, was weird. Uh, sorry, that's the that that's, doesn't know. The Sean Keen uh, promise. I will be fully clothed at that show in Elk Grove, <laughs> California. That's the Sean Keen promise. OK, great. Uh, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where on 8-18-23, I tweeted, I'm cursed. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Let's all have more debates. Just uh, healthy debates instead of choking seven foot four Frenchmen. Twitter fight. Twitter fight. Twitter fight. You put out a screen that says over my heart. He smells worse than Dwight Howard without the farts. He got knocked down by Joel Embiid. And melted butter came out when he started to bleed. But something bugs me about his prospects. It's weird his team is obsessed with respect. He's mad and slurping down a snail. He's going to Austin, but he probably shouldn't be in jail. Wake me up before you go there. Because this jazzing is going nowhere. Wake me up. Before you go back, I don't want to miss him when he starts to cry. Wake me up before you go back because he's straining the nation's health care. Wake me up before you go back. Yell at the refs tonight. I really hate that guy. Yeah, yeah. When he does it get calls, he just moans. Makes me hate jazz like Lala Land and Emma Stone. It gives a boner to David Thorpe. Because of wind shares PR and now Justin Thorpe. The Utah's in first place, but no one's hurt. Wearing passive aggressive sweatshirts. Rudy's mother is gonna weep. If they play LeBron, they're gonna lose in a sweep. Wake me up. Before you go there, he's like a slightly taller Austin Crochet. Wake me up before you go there, with Snyder sweating like he's fucking high. Wake me up before you go there, this guy's a baby and he needs a notepad. Wake me up before you go there, losing his temper tonight. I really hate that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Rudy, you've gone too far. 
Now Mike Conley will never be an all-star Stick your arms up and guard the paint You think you're a superstar But everyone knows you ain't Wake me up before you go bed Because this jazz team isn't going nowhere Wake me up before you go bed I don't want to miss it when it starts to cry Wake me up before you go bed Because he's straining the nation's healthcare Wake me up before you go bed Yeah, with the rest tonight Wake me up before you go bed He's like a slightly collar off the gross chair Wake me up before you go big Inside of sweat like it's fucking high Wake me up before you go bare This guy's a baby and he needs a no-pair Wake me up before you go big I'm losing his temper tonight I really hate that guy Yeah, yeah 